Welcome to the Intrepid Hearts Garden Party. Join us for a floral affair as we break the stigmas around cannabis, celebrate alternative wellness, and discuss how you can become more sustainable in your shopping habits while staying fashionable AF. Grab your tea, tequila, or toke and join the garden party. puffing on today i have sour blueberry which is from prime in pennsylvania pa and i've been liking this i've been liking it a lot i was missing like i've been doing co2 cartridges so much and i've talked about that and i and i do i definitely prefer co2 cartridges but i was like i hadn't smoked flour for like there was like a good three months that I hadn't, and I was like, oh. Last time I went to Taravita, I was like, I'm gonna pick up some flour. And now that I have it, I'm like happy that I did. Cause I'm like, this is nice. And I have my, my little one hitter, like we talked about on one of our previous podcasts. I don't remember the last what episode. I think it, All the ways you can consume all the ways cannabis. To consume. I prefer the little one hitter because. I am taking small little hits. So one, it's like dosage control, but also it's because I can get a fresh hit without like wasting. That's what we talked about. And I want to taste the flavors and the things. This allows that. You don't feel like you're then after the first hit just breathing in carcinogens and the burnt weed. You actually like taste flour. Nice. Yeah. That episode, I want to know what number it is, but I'll link it below. Matt and I, my fiance got pharma from Portland, Oregon. This like we just saw this flower oh, and had pretty. to get it. It's purple. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The moment she sparkly. picked it out of there, it's like eye candy. It's eye candy. We need to photograph that. <laughs> I know. That's like mainly why I got it, but then it also smokes really nice. So it is, oh, sorry, Mendocino Ultraviolet from High Noon in Portland, Oregon. Well, I don't know if they're right in portland but that's where i got it delicious so what is your highest vibe of the week through the weekend what would you say oh i didn't even i should have thought about that before knowing that we were recording Go, i know you, i just was know? thinking well yeah i just started thinking about it because i was like well we have our highest vibe what is mine but i'm pretty sure it would be cousin's my cousin's engagement, engagement yeah, party cousin's engagement this past party. weekend on saturday my cousin was getting engaged and her fian- her future fiance of the time was messaging all of our friends and family, getting us all together to come and surprise her. So he proposed to her at the Morris Arboretum on Saturday during the day. It was like the hottest day. It's like 100 degrees. And I was like, were you guys just sweating? Uh, but they got really cute pictures. They had a photographer there and then they drove down the shore. We were all there waiting with a surprise party and it was really fun. I drank like... A whole bottle of tequila. It looked fun. Your highlights looked great. Took a peek at it on Saturday night, like knowing. I was like purposely, I'm like going to go on, I'm going to make sure I go on Anna's story because I want to see 
when it happens, I want to, like, see what Colleen's wearing. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. Well, basically, I, her mom told her to look good every weekend of July. And your cousin always has it together. Yeah, she always looks amazing, yeah, so it wasn't that sure hard. She's put together. Us, on the other hand, if you don't warn us, could be caught. God knows. Oh, yeah. God oh, knows. yeah. <laughs> that looked amazing. And you don't always drink, but you tore it up. Yeah, I did. But it was class A as well, tequila, which is my preference. So if you're going to do it, you do it the right way with alcohol that is of higher caliber. Yes. Class A as well on the rocks. Class A as well, will you sponsor my wedding? Question mark. Yes. yes. <laughs> working yes. on it. Working on it. My highest, highest five. five. I have two. I always she have always two. does two. I always have two. <laughs> Let's two. hear it. We're well, keeping one, it high. I feel like one is one of them. It's hard because I can't really talk about it because it's work stuff that I can't really talk about. But I basically have been working on a bunch of designs for a client and for a potential deal for a client. And... In the fashion um, industry. In the fashion industry. In bridal. So <laughs> Very exciting. And I had the presentation last Wednesday and it went really, really well. And things aren't totally like finalized, but I think it's spinning into something really, really good for me. Happy about that. Even more of the reason why I'm happy about that is because I'm kind of proud of myself on how I handled the entire thing. And I totally attribute this to like my meditation practice yes. and the kundalini I've been doing because I can say never have I ever been able to have something like this and not have kind of like a spazzy moment ahead of time in which I'm not sleeping and staying up and putting even just like unnecessary work hours into something. A professor told me when I was back in school, she used to say to me, she's like, it's not... It's not always about how hard you work, it's about how smart you work. And I've known that, but I just haven't, like, my anxiety has always gotten in the way of that. And this was the first time I was ever able to actually just be like, you know what, it's good, and it's time to walk away. And that's, like, if you know me, if you any of my classmates are listening to this, like, you know that is huge. So that was a big one. And then Sunday. Sunday, I got to go and just, like, I haven't been. Uh, we have this beautiful park, Ralph Stover. I haven't been in a while, and it was so disgustingly hot here. And it was, like, probably the perfect place to go because it's super shaded, and you have the creek, and it was, like, nice and cool and beautiful, and I got to sit and be outside with my fiance Jeff and it was just a really good end of that week so that's nice. that's it yeah when you said that park I was like where I thought it was like Ralph's the place in New Hope or something the <laughs> breakfast place is that what it's called Fred's it was taking Fred's. Me to Fred's I've never even gone to Ralph's Silver Park or heard of it. And then I looked it up. It's by High Rocks. Yeah. It looks that's, so I nice. Mean, so High Rocks is in Ralph's Stover Park, essentially. And then the Rain oh, Rocks nice. is, that's all. Okay. All so I have been you there. You have been there. But also you reminded me that another high vibe for me is that I signed up for my yoga, kundalini yoga teacher training yesterday. Nice. I'm really excited. It's like, it was really intimidating because it's so much curriculum you have to do a five-week course on kundalini and 10-week course on kundalini that you create the curriculum like as if you're mm. teaching it for five weeks or 10 mm. weeks 
which is so involved, a 25-page thesis. It is legit, and these people are no joke. People are traveling from all over the country to take their teacher training. That is how you know that train a training is legit because it should be that involved. Like my trainings have all been that involved and it scares me when I hear about other people's trainings and what they are and what they do and how even there's just a, a lot of shit trainings out there. Yeah, that there I is. And then I mean Kundalini I think it's hugely important but then it's even scarier when you get into like really physical practices because you can seriously hurt yourself. Yeah. Yeah. And web teachers don't know anything about the physical body, really, and how to safely adjust instruct and- or adjust students. It's very scary. And, you know, if your students are going to be coming to you for, like, kundalini and breath work, and they're paying good money to come to your classes, you should know what you're doing. Yeah, this is a certification. Yes. But yeah, they're amazing people and I'm so excited. And it's like, where are you doing it at? It's at Kalsa Healing Arts in Yardley, Pennsylvania. Nurba Kaur and Mahan Rishi Singh. He's doing a workshop. I wanted to, I brought, I actually brought it for you, Anna. He's doing a workshop at Dig in September. At like, oh, really? Not a full workshop, just like an, a, a Kundalini evening. I even have it with Well, me. yeah, they're about to be my new BFFs because I'm going to be spending a lot of time with them. There he is. Yep. Oh my gosh. Friday, September 13th, 7 to 9.30 p.m. at Dig Yoga in Lambertville. Come one, come all. $30 prepaid, $35 at the door. It sounds fantastic. A full moon celebration, ring of tantra meditation, kundalini yoga, and meditation for clearing the chakras and awakening, awakening intuition. Gong immersion inspired dialogue. Yay. I'm very excited. Digyoga.com if you want more information and want to join us on the full moon. If I'm not in, when is that? Amsterdam. (laughs) I need to be here. I need to be. (laughs) So I'm definitely putting that in my my book. Amazing. Well, lots of high vibes this week. Let's get into our topic of the podcast today. We wanted to dive deeply into hemp. Yeah, it's a question we get. There's questions around it like all the time. People are like, what's hemp? Is hemp and CBD the same? Does hemp have THC? Hemp and weed, yeah. What, like, it's always kind of, I, I remember even before this like big cannabis, I, guess, I don't want to call it bubble, like trend and how it's become more popular and risen into like the awareness of the masses. I would buy hemp seeds all the time. I love hemp seeds, I've been using them for years. And people would see them and be like, where do you get these hemp seeds? Do they get you high? And I'm like, no, you get them at Whole Foods. (laughs) (laughs) They do not get you high. They're really great and filled with omega fatty acids and They're delicious and protein, and they taste great on popcorn and on your salads and in smoothies. Yeah, so people just, there's a lot of misunderstanding, and that's what today's podcast is all about. Yes, the versatile, powerful, superfood, super plant of hemp. Super fiber, just building material, everything. Yeah, we're going to go through the whole breakdown of all the different parts of the plant and all the things that you can get from it. But to start off, hemp is cannabis sativa. Cannabis sativa is the same as weed. Weed and hemp are the same plant, same genus, same species. 
the way that they are differentiated is that hemp has been defined as less than 0.3% THC content in dry weight of the flower equals hemp. THC, the cannabinoid that has psychoactive effects. That means you cannot get high from hemp. I mean, you would need to ingest. No one has ever gotten high from hemp. You would need a telephone pole sized hemp joint and smoke it in less than a minute. To try and get high. I've never heard that, but that is a great way to... That's an analogy that we used in the cannabis industry for a while. I don't know who came up with that, but it's it's not possible to get high from hemp. There's no way. So if you're scared that you'll get high, take that as a reassurance that there's no way possible. So I think the reason why we're getting asked these questions more and more is because... Everyone's hearing CBD, and CBD is like the bu- all the buzz right now. And CBD, not to be confused, if anyone says CBDs, because there is no plural, it's CBD means cannabidiol. It's a singular compound. There's no CBDs. <laughs> there's no CBDs. There's one CBD. CBD, there's cannabinoids, plural, and, and CBD CBD's is one, one of them. them. So just to clear that up, if you ever hear someone talking about CBDs, just don't buy anything from them, probably. <laughs> probably because if they say it plural, they actually have no clue about the product, really. If you're buying products, it would be the equivalent of someone coming to me and asking for me to make them a wedding dress because this is what we're talking about in the thing. And I said something absurd like, oh, well, would you like your dress to be made out of plastic crap or something something crazy where you're just like, why would I even know? Why would I ever want that? You just know that they're not, or they're not educated in the product that they are claiming to be creating. And I personally like to stand behind products where everyone is the owners are involved in every little part of making that product special, like the sourcing. They know where things come from. Someone who's referring to CBD as CBDs doesn't know. On one of our podcasts with Renee Brugier, and even, uh, well, that po- podcast doesn't exist. Katie and Brooke, we <laughs> lost our podcast twice. Um, we talk about people just, if you are looking to buy CBD products and you ask, the company a question and you just send an email quickly like there because there's so much out there one of the ways we say how to distinguish is like send an email find out ask a question where do you source your cbd if they can't answer that don't buy their product you do not want product from someone who can't tell you where the plants are grown that that cbd is coming from yes and one of the reasons for this is because of the fact that hemp and one of its wonderful things that it does is it pulls toxins from the ground and we're about to get more into that further in the in the podcast so I'll stop from jumping too far but that's like that's huge yeah so back to cannabidiol the healing compound that everyone has been talking about that hemp is abundant in one of the cannabinoids it comes from the flower of the cannabis plant mainly. And I'll just say hemp because that's a better way to focus 
to focus. And this is what we're talking about, hemp. Hemp, non-THC. Low, very low, minuscule amount of THC. Yes, less than 0.3%. Cannabidiol has been found, there's lots of studies that have been going around showing all of the amazing benefits that it has in the body, such as being anti-inflammatory, anti-cancer, anti-seizure, anti-anxiety, anti-psychosis, anti-pain. It has analgesic properties, which is pain relief, and will help to actually balance out if you get too high. You can take CBD. Well, I don't know how true this is or tested, but basically THC and CBD bind to the same receptor in the body, the CB2 receptor, I believe. There's CB1 and CB2 receptors, so I guess maybe it's both of them. I need to do a fact check. Real quick, but when you are experiencing psychoactivity from a high, it's because the THC is bound to that receptor, but CBD competes for that receptor. So if you consume CBD at the same time as THC, that's why there's a lot of products made that have different ratios of THC to CBD to help balance out. The thought is that if the receptor is being also blocked by like a certain amount of CBD that it'll tone down the effects of the THC. So what Anna was about to start on with that was that it's been said that if you get too high, you could potentially use a a larger dosage of CBD to help bring down and minimize the effects. Or, you know, if you ate an edible and you you didn't realize, oh shit, I just ate 50 milligrams. I didn't understand what I was doing when I ingested this. The thought is that if you then took like a big dosage of CBD, I don't have exact science on this, is that it would help to balance that so you don't maybe end up with a panic attack in the ER. Exactly. And you just saying 50 milligrams of uh, THC edible reminded me like I've been following these girls lately that I have to show you. They take 500 milligrams of edibles in one sitting they are okay so it's appropriate for some people no one try this at home i just don't never i do need to see these girls (laughs) they're they're amazing but they're professionals professional but can i ask like what is the motivation behind that yeah i don't need to get them i mean we need to get them all (laughs) no definitely i'm still i'm still learning a lot more about them and I definitely uh, want to talk to them more. But they, I mean, they're professional cannabis consumers. They just take dabs all day and they have a lot of giveaways and events. Okay, so like I thought, they bind to both CB1 and CB2 receptors. It's just the CB1 receptors are primarily in the brain and CB2 are throughout the body and, and immune then- system. Mm-hmm. But back to cannabidiol, again, we were saying like, does hemp get you high and all of that? It actually has the opposite, not the opposite, but it's a calming effect. It's not like you're going to be paranoid or have psychoactivity. And it's part of why we talk about dabs and you'll hear people talk about dabs. They're concentrated levels of THC primarily that you see. I don't know if they are people making. Yeah, they have CBD dabs. A lot of ones you'll see or experience out there, especially from a recreational standpoint are THC and it's just it's that it's a tricky way of going about it because you don't have that CBD there to complement 
the THC in a way that, like, prevents you from getting excessive, likely high or anxious. And they're there for a reason to balance each other out. Yes, exactly. And there's many uh, cannabinoids. They've been able to, scientists have been able to isolate up to 113 cannabinoids from the cannabis plant. And I'm sure that there's probably more that we're going to discover, hopefully in our lifetime. This is all new science. Yeah. Even though it's really old. It is. Old school. But finally, we're getting some, and I would be use air quotes if people could see me, more credible scientific studies done on right. the plant. The cannabis plant has been around since the beginning of time. It's just now that we're able to get the medical journals and science universities, studies, and research that will verify the effects that people for so long have used and known about but has been... Ignored. Kept away from us. Ignored, kept a secret. Mass culture has used scare tactics to make people feel like this is something to be feared and not something that could actually be a remedy. Why is it that this wonderful plant and flower was made illegal to begin with? Well, most recently, pharmaceuticals and plastic... <laughs> What about from the, the onset? I think we need to go back into yeah. history to explore yeah, explore definitely. how and why this all went down. The history of hemp. Scientists have found up to 7,000 years ago hemp fabric in northern China. So there's evidence of a people using hemp for a fabric 7,000 years ago. Uh, yeah, right? But Egyptian not tomb, no northern Egyptian tombs. I remember seeing China it. and Egyptian tombs yeah. mo- more recently was the Egyptian tombs, but they haven't had evidence of it used as clothing until around two thousand years ago. And recently in the news, there has been circulating in China that they found a twenty five hundred year old tomb with full hemp plants over the body, like a burial shroud. Wow! And the interesting thing was that the flowers were clipped from the plants. <laughs> Even though it was a hemp plant, but still the flower, as we know, that's what you're getting the CBD from. So they knew what was up back then. I mean, our forefathers grew hemp in Pennsylvania. PA had George a Washington huge, was a huge hemp. Benjamin Franklin area for the hemp in- industry in the early days. Yeah, and actually, I didn't want to. <laughs> I didn't want to say that secret. Okay, maybe we'll keep that a secret then. Okay, anyways, nothing to hear here, guys. (laughs) Hemp is one of the most versatile and valuable crops ever to be in existence. You can make paper, clothing, building materials, biofuels, packaging, and it's a source of nutritious food and medicine. Yeah, everything. It's a wonder plant. Name a plant that does more. Yeah, I know. I've heard people be like, oh, well, there's always, like, every few years, there's, like, that new thing that, like, Coconut oil. Tell everyone says you can use it for everything. I'm like, this is not the same. This is not like the other wonder superfood fad. It's not a fad. It's It's not not going anywhere. The hemp plant is a whole nother level of possibilities of how you can use almost entirely that entire plant from flower to seed to the stalk to every little part. And going into the history of it, 
we and we started this with why was it made illegal the, you know it, this we start to bridge into conspiracy theory stuff but it's relevant and true why would something that was used so widely i mean all of the the british navy like British Navy sailors and explorers used hemp fiber as their primary fiber for rope because it is one of the most durable fibers that exist. This with this plant and it's the way it was utilized up until its prohibition was massive. It was massive, massive, massive. You might not be a conspiracy theorist, but why would you know, why all out of nowhere would we all of a sudden like take it down? There's a few theories out, out there. Uh, the big one that like makes sense to me had to do with paper and the paper industry. And basically hemp was being used for paper and DuPont had put a lot of money into coming up with this revolutionary way to make paper out of wood pulp, which would make, if I believe it had to do with the how quickly you could produce the paper in comparison to hemp at that time, right as that method of production and manufacturing was coming out from DuPont, they realized how to more quickly harvest and get the fibers from the hemp plant in a more cost-effective, quicker manner that would have made the new process that DuPont created for wood pulp paper just kind of basically irrelevant. Obsolete. And obsolete. DuPont was not having that. And that family even then was, a you know, it's the old, it's an old money family. It was, they had money then. They had the connections and the resources. And it is said that that, they launched the campaign against hemp and its psychoactive properties and kind of really spun it in that way to take the competition off the table. So I, when I first read about that, I thought it was fascinating and I was like, really, it makes a lot of sense. These companies still lobby and spend tons of money getting other things shut down so that they don't have competition all of the time, mm -hmm. all of the time. And when you say psychoactive activities back then, they weren't differentiating the the cannabis sativa plant from high THC strain or low. Yeah, they didn't. I don't even know if they had the technology at that right. point in time to, no. to know. Exactly. Definitely what not. What cannabinoid was responsible for the psychoactive part. Yes. Experience. And when I say plastic and pharmaceuticals, hemp is such a healing plant as we are becoming more aware of. And that just doesn't do good for people who are trying to sell other products that are more addictive and cost a lot more money when someone can heal from a plant from mm -hmm. the earth. Mm -hmm. I know. My fiance, Jeff, was asking me about, he's very black and white and, <laughs> but open. He's black and white, but trying to be open and just, he likes to inquire. Conspiracy theories are generally, are not his thing. He was like, I just don't understand why big pharma why they would try and shut it down wouldn't they you know why would they lobby against it why wouldn't they just you know adopt it and create drugs with it i was like it's not you know i was like i can't explain to you that deep of like their motive 
But I was like, we know for sure that there's other things that they lobby against that you could make that same argument for. So I don't know, like I can't get that granular with an explanation. You know, they need to be called out and give their quote unquote, whatever it is they spew out to people. But there's plenty of other things. Like if you're gonna just debunk that and be like, that's not true. Like, and you have that same kind of argument back to it. No, you can look at it. There are plenty of things that you can read about that they spend tons of money lobbying against and block instead of just adopting whatever it is themselves. So, Which flash forward to today, they are chomping at the bit for it to go federally legal because they're going to be the ones that buy up all of the small companies that are creating cannabis products. And that's the biggest, the biggest, you know, conflict of, that we feel even like I have, Anna has, Matt has, who works in the industry and other people in the industry have is so many of us, part of us wants it to become federally legal because it's an amazing plant and we want it to be easier and more accessible to everyone. And we, and it not being federally legal makes it just so hard even for businesses, startups, because they can't get funding the way a normal business would get funding. They can't advertise the way you would normally. And yes, it means getting more creative, but it, it, it does make things a lot harder and it impedes the growth and just potential of what we can do with the plant. So there's that part of us that really wants it to go federally legal, but then very conflicted feelings about that because once it does, Anna says, we need to be really careful that these huge companies don't just shut everyone down and take over the the industry. Big pharma, big tobacco, big alcohol are going to be the ones coming for this healing plant with all their money. Uh, but also to touch on the plastics that I mentioned, when a synthetic plastic fiber was invented was around the same time that hemp reefer madness and those kinds of things were mm-hmm. happening the i 80s? need to i need to go back yeah i think is that when the war on drugs was in the 80s. i mean because it was constantly they outlawed it before then and there was prohibition against hemp before that but there was like hard propaganda flowing with the synthetic fiber because i mean hemp will go through the whole plant but it pretty much can do anything and plastic, anything that's made with plastic, you can make with hemp, a part of the hemp plant. And it just makes me sick to think about like if they never outlawed hemp, how we would have hemp housing and we wouldn't have all this plastic potentially. And we would have hemp paper and hemp clothes and hemp houses and live in a happy hemp world. Things that biodegrade eventually and won't just... And are good for land- the environment. Yeah, won't fill landfills. So this healing hemp plant, starting from the root of the plant, the root of the plant, which I think more companies in the future are probably going to tap into the healing properties of because it's been used as a medicine, medicinal purposes for probably thousands of years, grinding it up and using it as an herb. It has a lot of healing properties that I think we're going to hopefully learn more about as people tap into that and do more research it also can be great just going back into the ground as an organic compost 
Then you have the stalk of the hemp plant, which is very fibrous and, like Gigi said, can be made into very strong rope, textiles. It can be used for insulation, compost, paper. Concrete. Oh, yeah, hempcrete they make, Mm -hmm. which um, they grind up the fiber of that. And actually inside the stalk of the hemp plant is this hemp herd, which is what I mentioned before that could be used for packaging and plastics. The herd is kind of like a wood chip, but it's kind of softer. It's weird to describe. I don't know. It's it's interesting, but it definitely has the most potential. I have heard of people developing insulation for cars and planes and those kinds of things with the herd. There's a fiber coming out that is made from the herd herb (laughs) made from the herd and it's partly because it mimics the plastic properties and then like in a in a way in its own way the whole process of that i don't know if i'm even allowed to talk about it why not they have a video describing it so it's so hemp black hopefully we're gonna get them on here they burn the herd and create a carbon dust and then they are mix they are mixing it with a plastic a poly but it's po- it's from recycle a recycled po- a recycled source of plastic and they're this company in general is just trying to be so energy efficient that they're even like off- they're not offsetting they're capturing the heat energy from the manufacturing and using that to be their electrical source to, to run the machines. So they're trying wow. to become like this holy, like self-sufficient, as zero waste as they can be. Yeah, it's amazing. The hemp herd, its potential. Like, look what people are doing already. I can't wait to see what else they no. come up with. We've talked about the fabric industry and hemp is such a great fiber and we i mentioned it's strong not only that it's antibacterial antimicrobial antimicrobial so this means like no smells or helps to minimize the smelling of your fabric over time it has this potential cotton right now it, one of the things about cotton is it's not super sustainable and part of that is because of how cotton ha- impacts the just land and hemp can pretty much could potentially replace cotton or at least help make the need for it go way way down unfortunately because people have not been able to grow hemp the fiber has not there's been very little experimentation with what you can really do and the type of textile that can be created from it so they're just starting as you said Anna, to get tapped into it we have i have gone and looked for sourcing hemp fabrics right now because i it's just such a great alternative and there's just not enough out there. So really like excited to see what happens with the fabric with at and within the textile industry as this all opens up for them to start developing. Yeah, because I remember when we went to one of the textile shows was it the premier visions or the other what was the other it was one premier vision and text we were text looking world. at both of them uh yeah we were looking for hemp fabrics and out of the seemingly endless rows of vendors representing 
all the different kinds of brands. We were only looking in the USA made ones, and that was just a tiny little Blank. area. And out of that area, there was maybe five booths that had some kind of hemp cotton blend. And then out of those five, we talked to one that said they could maybe source the hemp in the U.S. that they were using. So, yeah, it's just... Ah, yeah, and it's just, there was barely anything there, period. And Text World is rows and rows. Premier Vision is a little bit smaller because it's smaller manufacturers, a little more higher-end fabric. But there, there was barely anything. Text World is rows upon rows of mills that are being represented. And there was a half a row that we could look at. And even within them, not just hemp, but sustainable fabric was just such not a sad, a sad, sad situation. <laughs> yeah. So the seeds of the hemp plant, like Gina mentioned at the beginning of the episode, you can make, I mean, hemp seeds, they're high in omega-3s, they're a complete protein, hemp seed oil. The seed can be animal feed. They can even make biofuels from the seed, which is crazy. And then you have the leaves and the flower, which the flower is has the most content of CBD, cannabidiol, that people are making the healing concentrated oils of CBD from. Like we said, I mean, Gina was talking about hemp compared to cotton. Hemp only requires one third of the irrigation that cotton would provide. And what's the water percentage? Like it doesn't need barely any water. The water percentage, the other big one is just, is also field turnover. Cotton strips, I mean, any, most, not any, most things that you grow strip the fields of nutrients and the fields need to rest, especially if they're going to be learned, used long-term. Whereas with hemp, growing hemp, you don't have to because hemp is actually able to return nutrients to the soil. To the sto- soil. Yeah. So you don't have to let the fields sit in between seasons and... Therefore, you need to use less land, period. Yeah, the hemp, it's so fast growing, it can mature to 15 feet in three months. How tall it gets so fast, it outgrows weeds, so there's not a need for herbicides, and then they're harvesting it fast enough where like there's not a lot of pests being able to get to it. And like Gina was saying, it actually can pull heavy metals and toxins from the ground. The tidbit that I didn't give you yeah. was that one of the reasons you don't want to just get CBD from anywhere, especially overseas where there's high pollution, toxicity and pollution is because of this. So if you think about a lot of hemp is grown in China and then it's pulling the toxins and heavy metals and pollutants that are in the ground from the pollution in the air and the ground and the runoff, it's pulling that out and it's cleaning the soil there, which is great, but then they're taking that flower from that plant and concentrating it into a medicine. You don't want that That, medicine. Yeah, (laughs) that has concentrated levels of heavy metals. Like, no. It's not like we're trying to Asia bash or China bash. It's just, it's a well-known fact. They do not have the environmental regulation that we have here in the States or in Canada. Right. So when you're looking for your CBD, you want to 
ask the questions of where it's coming from, where the hemp is coming from. You want it to be the hemp from the USA or Canada, ideally. Third-party lab verification is so huge, so important. I can't believe I just blanked on that. That is the number one thing I always tell people when they're getting CBD because a lot of people advertise for CBD in their products and it doesn't have any or barely any and there's no no one checking. It's not regulated industry. No one knows. You want to make sure that it's they send their stuff to the lab. They're making sure that it has the amount of CBD that they are putting on the label and caring about that product. Renee Bergier talks about how she tests her own bulk supplies that she gets to make sure that from her supplier that and she's she, getting like, the right thing. she trusts her supplier very well. She's been using them for years, but she just, like, applauds to her. It's very important for her to just be on top of it and just know for her own self and for her customers that she's n- nothing's gone awry all of a sudden. I wanted to talk about how amazing it's been just in the past five years with the hemp industry and CBD. I mean, in 2014, they had that farm bill, which allowed for institutions of higher education, universities, colleges, what have you, to be able to grow industrial hemp and do some research on it. They defined industrial hemp as less than 0.3% THC. That was in 2014. They defined hemp and differentiated it from high THC strains of cannabis. Then it was like people were growing it, but then they couldn't process it. It's like, yeah, maybe you can grow it because it's less than 0.3% and it's considered hemp, but then the DEA could shut down your processing at any moment because they hadn't defined the rest of the process of getting it to market. So then we have in 2018, the farm bill, which was a lot to do with Kentucky and lobbyists and senators, including Senator Rand Paul in Kentucky, pushing for the legalization of industrial hemp. They removed hemp finally from the list of controlled substances. They legalized the production of hemp as an agricultural commodity. You still can't grow hemp to this day as freely as other crops. It has to have a lot of licensing and at least we're moving in the right direction so that we can all use and tap into the many benefits of this amazing plant yeah so ask the questions and we will link some of our trusted favorite hemp product companies below if anyone is looking for some cbd products or if you have any other questions make sure that you you can comment on our instagram belfiore brands you can dm us there or you can leave us a review Go on our website, comment, let us know if we missed anything. Yeah. This won't be the last time that we'll be talking about hemp and CBD. for sure. We're definitely going to get people on because, of course, I'd like to say we're pretty damn knowledgeable, but we're not experts in, in the science area of this. So we'll definitely get people on who can really, really, like, deep dive into into all of the things that we kind of touched on today. 